Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Pill, the mostly hinged con- conspiracy podcast. I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me, as always, is Abby Libby, and we are exhausted today. <laughs> Forgive Hi. me for uh, blundering through that intro. How you doing, Abby? I, I want to go to sleep. Let's just <laughs> Let's just nap. Yeah, let's just have a nap stream. Let's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just, well, I'll just do some, uh, yeah, ASMR snoring. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Abby? We are going to discuss, uh, like have a genuine discussion about whether or not the moon landing is fake, was fake, was a hoax. Is real, was fake, was a hoax, one of those things. <laughs> yeah, so we, we did a six hour live stream last night. And I think that we're both still recovering from it a little bit. So uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do some we'll do some napping. We'll talk about the moon. We'll we'll do another nap. We'll come back. We'll talk about the moon. Sounds good. <laughs> talk about Buzz Aldrin punching a guy in the face. You know things like yeah. that. So yeah, uh, all, all good stuff. All good stuff. Real quick, I just want to remind you guys that uh, this streams out to YouTube, Odyssey. I think we're on Facebook, Twitch. But uh, if you guys want to get the full experience, don't forget to go over to our Rumble channel. Follow us there because uh, at the end of every stream, we go over to Rumble and we get to answer you guys' questions and talk to you guys. And also, if you guys are audio listeners, you guys can go to conspiracypill.locals.com and you can subscribe and get the full audio podcast, including the Rumble section and also some bonus uh, unhinged content that we do over there. We, we just did an episode on are they turning the freaking frogs gay? And uh, we got more stuff coming up for you guys. So thank you uh, for everyone who's come over and support us on Locals. We really, really appreciate that. So let's get into the moon landing stuff. What do you got for us, Abby? Let's do it. Okay. So I think the first thing that comes up when people talk about the moon landing is some oddities with the footage, the the photos. It's a couple things that just kind of seem weird about it. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's kind of the one thing that I hear the most is uh, whenever we look into the moon landing stuff, it's always the the photos. So I think the the first thing that kind of comes up is the is the lighting. Um, that there's just some some odd stuff with the shadows, and people say, "Oh, there's no way that those shadows could be produced by a single light source. The sun. It has to be in a movie set somewhere." has to be like these harsh lights and whenever people talk about this it it generally is like i'm a filmmaker and i'm looking at these photos and i'm just going to appeal to my authority and say these are definitely definitely fake yeah do we have some photos to show yeah i've got a few so let me see we've got um this is this is one of the the main photos here, but I think if we scroll down, so this comes from the Atlantic articles. A lot of iconic photos in this, but uh, was there mm. one in particular you, want, you wanted me to bring up? I think there's one about the shadows down here. If I get to it, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, a yeah, lot of so. these here's yeah, this is a good one to look at. I don't really quite understand what they mean when they talk about the shadows, but there's like an expectation, I guess, of of where the light should be hitting and they're just saying that it's not doing that yeah i I could find some photo uh, some other photos too while we're talking about it because there are some photos where the light um there's there's a shadow cast in one direction and then also cast in another direction so yeah if you're talking about like a single light source from the sun that's kind of where they're coming at is like shouldn't all the shadows be going in the the exact same direction direction. yeah 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 and i think that 
Well, I mean, it's it's not going to be any secret. Like, I I think the moon landing was real. I I I haven't been able to convince myself that there's too much weird going on. I'm definitely willing to entertain that some things might have been airbrushed or dramatized or something, but I definitely think that this is all. I went into it with an open mind, right? I don't, I don't generally trust the government on much of anything, but I just haven't been convinced. Yeah. So I want to say something too about that because uh, you know, the, the moon landing thing to me has always been one where it's like originally my thought was like, as far as conspiracies go, it was always one of those ones that I, it never stuck with me a lot. And then I remember there was a clip that I saw a few years ago and it kind of made me go, maybe there's something more to this. And I've looked into the evidence and I've kind of gone back and forth between being like, I've had a pretty open mind about this where I'm kind of mm-hmm. convinced and I'm kind of not. And I'm kind of, you know, and we'll get into like what our full thoughts are towards the end of when we present the evidence and we talk about the different stuff. But I want I just want to put this out there for anybody's. I think that it is totally understandable and rational to come down on either side of this argument for sure. a few reasons. And for that, for me anyway, is the fact that we're talking about the 1960s. We're talking about a time when the government is doing things like MK Ultra. The you know, you've got CIA doing the MK Ultra, you've got FBI doing COINTEL Pro, you've got a JFK assassination. A lot of this stuff didn't come out until the 1970s, and some of it still hasn't really fully come out. So you got this huge distrust in the government. JFK in 19, was it 61 or 63? I don't remember when he said it, but he's like, hey, we're gonna go to the moon by the end of the decade. You've yeah. got the Cold War. So you've got all this, all all of the all of the right stuff there to say, hey, the government has a, a vested interest in beating Russia to right. the moon. And also the government lies to us about literally everything. And then you've got NASA just like, I don't know, like there's there so many weird inconsistencies and some of the stuff that we're gonna get into. I really think that NASA might just be their own worst PR, where they're literally like you could start to believe all of the different evidence and, and the science and things come together. And then NASA will just say something really stupid and make you go, why do, they, why, why do they make me feel like they're lying to me when? Yeah. So anyway, like I don't I don't actually have any issue with either side of this. I think it's a super fascinating subject. I think there's a lot of evidence that could go both ways. There's some really weird inconsistencies and there might be some good answers for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to get into that. So I just wanted to say that coming out, like I get that. Yeah. And I also have this photo here that uh, we were talking about. So if you look at this, you've got the, the shadow coming in two different directions. Yeah. So I think that's what people are talking about is you've got, um, shadows that at times will diverge from each other. Shadows that at times will come and, uh, intersect with itself. And then some things where it seems like there's multiple light sources. So there's, there's a belief that this was kind of filmed on a set and you've got multiple different light sources coming in. Mm-hmm. So the, the answer to that that I've seen is, is twofold. One, that the way that light plays on the moon with its you know, unique dust is just something that like, of course, of course, we're going to look at landing on the moon and be like, that's outside my experience. experience. Like, I, I find a lot of the arguments from from personal experience to be to not add up. Just like, of course it's going to be different on the moon. Of course it's going to be things that are inconsistent with your worldview. Yeah. To play devil's advocate a little bit to this. Like, I think you're hundred percent right on that. I think that there's things about the moon that you're not going to go unless you went to the moon, but then there's also certain questions where 
NASA conveniently can be the only ones to tell you. Right. Like that's it, it is a perfect excuse to go like, well, yeah. we went to the moon and you don't know and we do. So like anything NASA says, they're the only ones who would know like in some of these. And I'm not just talking about the lighting because I do want to say about the lighting, the moon I mean, if you look, it is a light source, right? Like, like, yeah. the, the, like so much of the the moon dust actually reflects light back. So if you're standing um, with a with a big light source, like even if you're working in a studio, actually something that I'll do sometimes when I've done movie lighting or lighting for I've, I've filmed some commercials and things like that. Sometimes you won't point the light source at someone. Sometimes you use diffusion umbrellas, but sometimes you'll also point a light source at a wall. It's actually a great way to get diffused light is to point a light source at a wall and then the light diffuses off that and that will create different shadows. So if you have like a, a, a white surface or a very reflective surface like the moon, you're going to get, you know, and they also talk about if you walk, uh, I've seen pictures too where Neil Armstrong walked further away from the lunar module and then the shadows became less diffused because the lunar mm -hmm. module itself is bright white. So it's, it's reflecting right. off of his astronaut suit off of the lunar module and off of the moon, which is a reflective light source. So I like I, I've never been really convinced by the shadow argument. Yeah. Which so one of one of the and we're gonna talk about him a little bit more later, but one of the loudest voices in this is a um, guy named Bart Sabrell, who this is the guy who got Buzz Aldrin to punch him in the face. Like he was so oh, into this guy. conspiracy theory. I, you were talking about yeah. Bart Sabrell and I'm like, I know that name, but I couldn't remember who it was. He's the guy that yeah. Buzz Aldrin punched. He's the guy. Okay, that, keep that going. Made an astronaut so mad that he punched him in the face. And we'll talk about that more lately later. But he he brings up the photos with with the shadows and he says this is all the proof you need that the moon landings are fake. And that's just everything I hate about conspiracy theorists, right? It's just like, here's one tenuous bit of evidence with, with a fairly reasonable explanation. And I'm just going to give it to you really authoritatively and just tell you, this is all you need. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I can see why this guy got punched in the face, but I'll get back to him later. If you want me to, I can pull up that video at any point too, because it is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do that. Okay. Um, the other thing from the photos that gets brought up is that there aren't stars in the photos that we see taken from the moon. We see photos that do have stars in them, but like it's it's like you you have some that have stars in them and nothing else, and then you have some that have the the astronauts, but no stars, just kind of a black sky. What do you think about that? So this to me is where some of the inconsistencies come in from NASA, which might just actually be themselves shooting themselves in the foot again, because what we have from NASA is we've got two different answers. So I've looked at a lot of different sources and mm -hmm. there's, there's two answers and both of them are kind of good answers, but they both don't go together. Not, so, not at the same time. Right. Yeah. Not at the same time. So, th so th the two answers are, uh, obviously, the one is we're on, we're on the moon during during lunar daylight is what they say. So what they're saying is even without atmosphere, you think you'd be able to see the stars because the sky is black. But when the sun is shining on the moon, you've got the, the sunlight and the moon reflective surface. And it's it's pretty much blinding you from being able to see the stars. So mm -hmm. even without the atmosphere, you're not going to see the stars. That's one of the answers they give a lot. And in fact, when they got back to to Earth and they interviewed because um, there's three astronauts, there was 
Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin who went on the moon. And then there was a guy named, uh, sorry, I have this in my notes. No Cop- one cares. No one cares. Michael Collins, the guy that no one's ever going to remember. Like Buzz Aldrin's kind of like, you were the second guy on the moon. Nobody nobody really cares until you punch that guy in the face. And then people kind of cared. But Michael Collins, nobody knows who this guy is, but he's the guy who's uh, circling the moon in the whatever you call it. The one, not the lunar lander, but the... I don't even know all the technical capsule? terms off the top of my head. Yeah, like he was anyway, he was he stayed in the the capsule and he said when they got back and they interviewed him about the stars, he said, Well, we never saw the stars. You couldn't see the stars, and this goes with the lunar daylight thing. Mm. And his answer was kind of dodgy and weird, and it just seemed like he was lying about something. Like they were acting weird in the interview. But then you get the other answer, which is about the camera aperture and they talk about the how a camera aperture would be like it'd have to be really small or it was too small i can't remember the details of it and because of that the camera aperture is the reason you don't pick up the stars right but if you can't see the stars then why is the camera aperture like that's nasa to me again just like not keeping their story straight which again it's like you can get why people don't trust nasa yeah there are two things i want to bring up here one is that NASA is the government. Like I grew up feeling like, oh, NASA's this cool science thing. No, it's, I mean, it is, it's a cool science thing, but- So is DARPA. I, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I, I read a book last year. It was an autobiography by Robert Siemens, who was an administrator of NASA just a couple, couple years before we landed on the moon. So I think he got done in 67 or 68, something like that. And the thing that stuck out to me about that book was how bureaucratic everything was. Like very little of his job as an administrator had anything to do with anything sciencey at all. It was like very government, get the funding, prove to the senators that we can do this, prove to the people. It was all very like PR. And it kind of opened my eyes a lot to like what was probably going on behind the scenes is that we have this science thing that is really motivated by politics. And a lot of what they did was motivated by foreign affairs and and who was in the White House. If the Republicans were in, there was less funding. If the Democrats were in, there was more funding. Just all kinds of like interesting things. Yeah, I mean, it's government bureaucracy. Like that is their main job. I'm sure like if you look at NASA and you probably broke it down, you'd find out that like 98% of the staff is like there for the bureaucratic aspect of it. And then 2% is like actually working on the sciencey stuff. Which I think helps explain some things later on in this conversation sure. where there are ways that if you had a a university studying this or even Elon Musk, there are ways that NASA acts that you would never see a, like a, a serious science group act. And, and it's going to look suspicious, but I think that it's more explainable by just saying they're the government. They're weird. Right. Oh, sorry, really quick. I forgot to finish the the point I was making about Michael Collins, I want to say. So the thing he said is in the interview, he's like, we never actually saw the stars from the moon's surface. But then he wrote a book later on saying that the stars were magnificent. And he went into detail about how the stars looked. So like I heard we were kind of talking about this before, and it's like maybe they're there during lunar day and lunar night. And that's what he's talking about. But it's it is something that's brought up where it's kind of like he gives this dodgy, weird answer. Mm-hmm. Couldn't see the stars. Some of the answers coming from NASA are you just wouldn't see the stars. And then again, it's like, well, we did see the stars and they were magnificent and the stars were out, but the camera aperture wasn't catching. It is like, that's my point about conflicting information that whether the, whether the 
answer is a good answer. Like when you give conflicting information like yeah. that, it, it fuels the conspiracy stuff. It really does. It yeah. really does. I think what I feel about that is that, well, he, he wasn't even on the moon's surface. So when he says right. we couldn't see the stars, probably he could from where he was and they were magnificent. And then the others of his team couldn't, when they were on the surface, right. yeah. couldn't see them very well. And then this is the other thing about the the technology is on the one hand, we say there's no way we had the technology to go in, in the sixties. And there's also how dare you not take photos that have both stars and bright lunar dust in them. It's like, okay, pick one, either the tech was good or it wasn't. Well, that is, yeah. I mean, the, also there's a lot of stuff about the camera too. So people, I've seen people try to debunk the camera stuff. And again, like looking into this, I went into this again, when I started looking into the, like, Originally, my thoughts were along the lines of like, how could you fake this without Russia exposing us in other countries? And then I had like all these questions and then I became more skeptical. And then the more I'm looking into this now, the more I'm kind of coming down on the side that NASA is just really, really bad at giving answers. And every government agency, including the FBI, always calls NASA never a straight answer. Like that's what they say NASA stands for. And then you look and it's like, is is the conspiracy just that NASA's like kind of fueling it by being like dodgy and weird and like has like the worst PR ever. I think maybe they just don't have good records. And so they're like, Oh man, what was our answer? And like the people giving the answers don't actually have yeah. the knowledge or are they hiding something else? Like that's the thing is it yeah. seems to me like NASA's hiding something and we can get into that later, but yeah, it's, yeah. it is weird. I definitely, I will say, I think the moon landing was real, but I agree that there's something weird. See, I that's do. been that's where I kind of come down. It's like there's times where I'm like, I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, maybe we landed on the moon, but I'm not sure we had a Zoom call from the moon. And then, you know, maybe we landed on the moon, but maybe we also filmed the stuff in a studio. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It goes back and forth because so, it wasn't. Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you. I'll let you go. Oh, I was going to move on to the next yeah, yeah. thing. So people always say, ah, oh, the flag was, the flag was waving. It's, can't be real. The flag was waving. I think that's the silliest one there is. Because if you look, if you look at the movement, it's gravity still exists. You still have like an object in motion is going to stay in motion. So they they set it up. It's like bunched up weirdly because they set it up wrong. They said that they were like we did not quite like put it together correctly. And then he like sets it up and it's just swinging a little bit. It's got that right. It's it's not waving in the wind. Well, it's really not because you've got the, the pole that goes vertical and then the one that goes across to hold it up. And then if you yeah. watch the video, like if you look at a picture or like a one second or two second clip, you could get it does look convincingly like it's waving in the wind. But if you watch it in full context, you see Buzz Aldrin like jiggling the thing around. Yeah. And then he walks away from it and it's still in motion. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that is another one of the silly ones. Yeah. So. Then. Then there's the kind of the crater and dust problem. Right. And I find this one, this one is brought up as proof that the moon landing is fake. And I think it ends up being evidence that it's real. Um, there was an expectation and a worry that we, we didn't know what the moon's surface was going to be for sure. And there was a worry that when, when the module landed, it would just sink in like feet and feet of moon dust. And 
in the pictures, people are like, there's not even a crater. Like it didn't even make a crater. It's just like set down on pretty firm stuff. And it's like, well, if everybody knew what the expectation was, wouldn't you have created that? If you were going to film this, if you were going to make a hoax and you already knew that that had been published and that was a concern that people had, then why wouldn't you have created a crater for your, for your film scene? Instead, they were like, eating crow and just saying hey look we we thought it was going to be a certain type of way and it wasn't yeah it was also i think that he was uh neil armstrong was talking about this on the the call back or whatever right or, or in some of the video fo uh, footage or whatever some of the recordings he was like yeah we landed there's not a crater like we expected so it was yeah. kind of like that as well also from what they say and again this is going back to what i was saying earlier in order to believe this you actually do have to trust NASA, because they're the only ones who can tell you what it was like. So, you know, any answer they give is going to be looked at in that lens. I totally get it. But also, yeah. um, someone, Hatchy Hatchy over here in, in chat brought up one of the points I was going to say earlier. Another reason why it's very easy to not trust NASA is, in case people don't know this, <laughs> Von Braun, a Nazi scientist brought over through Operation Paperclip, was running NASA at the time. So NASA is yep. literally being run by a Nazi scientist during yep. the Cold War while the government's lying to us about literally everything Again, totally, totally, really? completely fair to be like, mm. but yeah, not a good look. So again, if you trust NASA, <laughs> what they're saying is there's there's moon dust and then it's extremely hard rock, which also goes along with what Balls, Buzz Aldrin was saying about planting the flag is it was really hard to plant the flag because it's like, yeah, trying to plant it into rock. Yeah, it, it's interesting that, that, that they set an expectation for what it was going to be. And then their footage didn't match the expectation. If yeah. you're going to create a hoax, you would match the expectation perfectly. At you, least on something that big, right? You would think so, yeah. Um, okay. And then we have the problem that the set would be, the set would have to be really massive. Like nobody who has brought up the the concept of, of this hoax has been able to point out a specific location in Nevada desert or, you know, wherever it is and said, look, this, this, um, oh, what is it called? Horizon matches exactly what you delivered. Like no one has, and it's so <clears throat> distinct and so big that you'd think that they would be able to point out that site. I think some people have said that it was uh, a backdrop or or uh, something like that. So I think gotcha. there, there's kind of two theories with this. There's a theory that it was filmed in the Nevada desert, and to that point, you're you're right. That would have that would be really hard to to fake. I think the other point would be that it was filmed in a studio on a soundstage, and that the background was entirely fake. So, um, and and a lot of that conspiracy goes back to Kubrick, and like the Kubrick stuff is interesting, and I do want to get into it. But as far as like the main point, like the original point with Kubrick is that he was filming 2001 A Space Odyssey at the same time. Mm -hmm. the, the quality of 2001 A Space Odyssey compared to the moon, like he really upped his game a lot is my point. If, mm -hmm. if that's, if that's the case. So like either he made 2001 A Space Odyssey look kind of really crappy on purpose, or he became like an in incredibly uh, better filmmaker with that technology in that amount of time. But yeah. Wait, Cactus is telling me I'm pro pro pronouncing Nevada wrong. I, is it Nevada or Nevada? I've heard it both ways. Nevada? I never lived there, so Nevada, 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 Nevada. with a hard A, Nevada, Vada. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Nevada. It's gonna be Nevada from here on out. It's gonna be Nevada. Change it. Nevada. 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 
Okay. Um, all right. Moon rocks. There was a little bit of weird stuff with moon rocks. So we, we know that allegedly um, NASA brought home a bunch of rocks and then something happened. Want to tell us about that, PJ? Yeah. So this one, this again, like I said, if the, the, the government is shooting themselves, like the government, all of the conspiracy theories come from the government's ineptitude. If, if we did at, in fact land on the moon and it's entirely real, the, they make it easy for you not to believe this because in 1969, trying to find this article. I've got a bunch of things pulled up here. In 1969 there was a Dutch uh nationalist uh let me see. Sorry, it's a long article and I didn't I didn't take notes on it. So I was just looking through this. But uh there was a let me see. There's a former ambassador former US ambassador Mr. Mid- Middendorf uh gave a moon rock to the <laughs> to a to a Netherlands uh ambassador J William sorry. I found it now. The rock was given as a private gift to former Prime Minister William Drees Jr. in 1969 by U.S. Ambassador to the Netherlands J. William Middeldorf II during a visit by the Apollo 11 astronauts Armstrong, Collins, and Aldrin soon after the first moon landing. This this rock was then put into his private collection. I think it was at one point valued at around $70 million. It had like this massive amount of insurance on it. The guy dies in 2006, I believe, and then it gets put into a museum and eventually the museum tests this moon rock and finds out that it is petrified wood. So the, the, cracks, the astronauts that went to the moon and the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands gave a moon rock to a guy and like, hey, here's a nice peace offering between our countries. We're going to be cool. By the way, find out 40 years later, it's, it's a petrified piece of wood. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't really say one thing or another about could just say landing, the ambassador was than... an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go ahead. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if I got back from the moon, I would be like, shit, I only brought 25 rocks and I have 30 people I need to give them to. Thanks, <laughs> everyone. quick. The rock thing is interesting because this is the like this case, right? This is where an independent uh, scientist was able to test a moon rock and found out that it was petrified wood. And then if you're thinking about it, like conspiratorially, you're looking at like every other scientist uh, that's been able to test these is telling you they're real, but are they all, are they all in on it? Are they all being told like, yes, you have to believe in this rock and it has to be different. And we have to say it's different. It couldn't be created on the, on earth or the other conspiracy theory going along with this is that Werner von Braun actually went to Antarctica in the sixties before the moon landing and there's a conspiracy that he brought back a bunch of rocks that are only found in antarctica and that's why they're fooling everybody is because they can't test these rocks because antarctica is like one of those like you can't go there zones like there's a lot of weird conspiracies about conspiracy theories about antarctica and we'll do them on a future episode but like that is one of the conspiracies is that uh nazi scientist von braun like stole a bunch of uh, Antarctica, Antarctica rocks. rocks and then convinced the world that these rocks only found in antarctica are moon rocks or petrified wood they convinced the other guy with. So plot twist: the Antarctica rocks are petrified ancient giant forests. <laughs> I was told by TikTok censors that that is a dangerous anti-Jewish conspiracy or something like that. The, the, the petrified forests, forest. yes, yeah, ancient giant dangerous. forests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay, and then we have detritus. On the moon. I think we have a good picture in that article set of the module 
sitting on the moon picture from up high. And I've been in the, I believe it's the Goddard. It's, it's the one near me. There's a, there's a NASA installation near me that, um, where you can see a lot of footage from the surface of the moon and a lot of the, at least alleged detritus from various, various missions. Like you can still point a, a telescope at the moon and see things that are at least allegedly like where all yeah. of this happened. Yeah. I also want to point out, this is another one of those photos that people bring up as if this right here is a spotlight. Oh, instead of a, a lens flare or whatever they're saying it is. I'm just going to point this out. If that's a spotlight and this is one of the pictures they released, <laughs> either they wanted you to know it's fake or they're just extremely bad at their job. But it does look like a lens flare or something like that to me more than, yeah. than a spotlight. It... Also, to your point earlier, this this would have to be like either the biggest soundstage or there's like mirrors or like they did a really yeah. good job of like making the ground look like a backdrop because this like the size of the the scope of these pictures it would have had to have been filmed in the depth like i don't think it would have been filmed on a yeah a there, it's i just, mean it's, it's huge too big yeah there's there's too much yeah so anyway keep going with what you're saying so let's talk about bart sabrell a little bit he's yeah. not the only guy to push these theories but i he's the loudest he's the most obnoxious He's made several documentaries about it, and he's made some really, really wild claims. Um, he has claimed that the CIA followed him around, kidnapped him, that he escaped somehow. He was very vague on all the details of this. He was. It was like, it's in my documentary. You have to buy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he makes guest appearances on all these podcasts. And he teases his documentaries and, you know, this is how he's he's making his money. But he claims he's in the CIA is out to get him. He claims that that after the incident with Buzz Aldrin, which we could probably just show that now, he claims that after that. And he has a recording where one of the I think Collins's son was like, should we call the CIA to, to off him? But like. It's so obviously a joke. Like they're like they're just making fun of him. They're like, should we call the CIA? <laughs> yeah. It's and Katie said, says in chat, I wouldn't put it past the CIA. No, I wouldn't put it past. Wouldn't them. put anything past the CIA. <laughs> what I do put past them is letting this guy get away and continue to make his documentaries and spout his mouth out of, off about it. Like if they wanted him dead, he'd be dead. Yeah, I think right? I think there's two two ways to look at it too. Is like either he does such a good job of making himself look like an idiot that they it, it's better for them to like let him go out there and sure. make make him you know. But um, yeah. So the thing is like with the Buzz Aldrin thing, I'm trying to find the exact moment in the clip because I found a longer version of this. But the guy he uh, Bart Sabrell, he was going up to him and trying to get Buzz Aldrin to swear on a Bible that he had actually been on the moon. So th there are conspiracies. Look, as in like why would Buzz Aldrin not just do this uh why would he just swear on a bible and get this guy to go away but it does seem like this guy is like i mean he's, he's pretty aggressive and obnoxious so like i i like i can totally see it from buzz aldrin's point of view as well like it doesn't help like sure it probably would have been better if he would have swore on the bible and then punched the guy in the face maybe i don't know like you can see it from both angles where it's like <laughs> why won't he swear on the bible also this guy's kind of a dick so 
Let me let me see if I got this here. Let's uh see if we can watch this. I think this is the right before Howard he punches him. A liar and a thief. There we go. <laughs> yeah, he calls him a coward and a thief. Yeah, coward and a liar and a thief, and Buzz Aldrin just texts Text him. <laughs> so you can understand, right? Like Buzz Aldrin being kind of pissed off at this guy. So in in the podcast um, that I listened to, where, where he was giving an interview. Here's some some other things he said. He said, if anyone could figure out if we went to the moon or not, it would probably be me. <laughs> Guy is so high on his own. And this is this is it doesn't mean it doesn't make him wrong, right? His his Right, but this doesn't this doesn't go back to my wrong? point that the CIA would want this guy to be out there like making himself look like an ass. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just saying. But yeah, he just, he's very authoritative. He, about his, his takes, he's very keen to get you to buy his documentaries. He started off with what I thought was, I think his first documentary is the most hinged, where he's just like, it's called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. So he just presents like his issues with the story, right? And then the second one is like astronauts gone wild. And that's the one where he's like, and I got punched in the face and the CIA was trying to kill me and I got away. <laughs> Waffle Salter. Guy was a lying two-faced pony soldier. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am reading your comments. I can't get to them all right now. We'll, t we'll get to them all in Rumble. But that one just made me laugh. So. Yeah. So I, and then the other thing Bart Sabrell, and this is, I think the other thing that people bring up the most often when it comes to the moon landing being fake is like, if it was real, why don't we keep going back? Why did we stop? Right. Cause it's, we did seven trips and six were successful. This was from what? 1969 to 1972. Mm -hmm. And uh, since then we've only gone within 400 miles of uh, 400 miles or less outside of the um, atmosphere. Yeah. We've, we've really not replicated it. Not even deep a space. Really long time. Yeah. So not even just the moon. We just haven't gone to deep space at all. Yeah. Yeah, and, and one thing he, he keeps insisting is like, this is the only time in history that technology has ever gone backwards. We Humans never regress. We only progress. And I do think this is this is part of the, the conceit of, of the conspiracy theory is this assumption that we can't possibly regress, that there couldn't possibly be an achievement that we make as a human race where we would we would go backwards and lose it but we have done that many times throughout history. And I think the one that I think of the most often is the pyramids, where in the archaeology, the, the biggest, best pyramids are not the most recent ones that they made. There was a heyday for the pyramids, and then there was another generation or two of pyramids after that that are falling down and are significantly less good than the Great Pyramid and, and the ones near it because the Egyptians forgot how to make pyramids. They just did. So, so I'm, yeah, you're right. But I also, I just, this is a total wild thing that just popped into my head. But I see, uh, we're just going to be, you know, this is, this is what it is. But uh, Rob over at North Arrow says the uh, babble question mark. And it's funny because I've heard people say that they don't think we could have gone to the moon because of things like the Tower of Babel, so, you mm -hmm. know, trying to build a tower to God. And it makes me wonder, you know, it's just, this is just an off the cuff conspiracy. But like, maybe we went to the moon, right? And then they came back and God confused everybody and they just like lost. No, I'm just kidding. But like, 
No, but yeah, I mean, we have regressed, like you said, with the pyramids. There, there's plenty of things like that. There's there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff about ancient civilizations having actually greater technology, and I think that's a a yeah. really cool um, episode we could do in the future. But also, I will say this again: NASA making themselves look like idiots here because this is this is one of the clips, and we've got a lot of destroyed evidence from NASA that just seemed to be like kind of like. Yeah, we just lost a bunch of data. We destroyed things. It's all good. Let's look. Let's look at this clip real quick. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. I'd go to. That's so yeah. weird to me that you would just come out and be like, "We destroyed that technology," and as I've looked into it, they destroyed um, blueprints. They destroyed yep. some of the telemetry da uh, data. They destroyed, um, what was the other one they destroyed? Oh, there's a well, missing they, lunar module. Lunar module yeah, they, 14. They Like NASA doesn't know where it's at, supposedly. They destroyed the hardware and they destroyed like the jibs that they used to make to build it. Like the, the warehouses that they were housing things in, they got rid of them. Like, yeah. Uh, the oh. entire program was basically scrubbed. Also, a lot of footage. They said that they destroyed a lot of footage from the moon as well. Mm. So, again, it's like that is that is weird. And like it's for me, just thinking about this, like I agree with your assessment that we could go backwards in technology. But to me, if we've got people like Elon Musk out there, like shooting rockets into space, and we've got all this data, how to do that type of stuff still, and we've got you know we had the computing technology of a calculator in 1969 put into a, like a room. Like that's that with the computing technology back then. Now we got smartphones mm -hmm. that can outcalculate a room size computer of 1969, and we've got all of this, all of these ways. I feel like to me it seems weird that it wouldn't be much easier. So I don't know if that's an excuse or a lie to cover up something else. Mm. It's it's just like it is a it's weird really part interesting. of it. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot. I I have a lot of thoughts about it. I yeah. One thing that I noticed growing up, and it was, is that a large number of the astronauts that went up were deeply religious and had deeply religious experiences while they were there and spoke about it in very religious ways of like getting up there and looking down on earth and looking at the stars made me realize like how small we were as humans. And like, they just spoke of it in this way. And you had people, I think it was like a Christmas day one where just reading scripture from, from the the module and i wonder if nasa was just uncomfortable with like how religious the experience was right yeah um also talking about regressing i saw there's a comment uh vote counting is apparently regressing we can't do that in a yep. single night anymore <laughs> yeah so also, true also real truth cactus says it makes you wonder if they did go there found something crazy and then had to scrub it all so this is actually something that's been put out by a guy named edgar mitchell who was the sixth man on the moon he was raised in Roswell, New Mexico, and he says he believes that aliens, he says not only to believe in aliens, but he says that he knows that the U.S. has them and are experimenting on them and has made other claims like the fact that the reason Neil Armstrong disappeared from public life after coming back is because he was such an honest guy that he couldn't lie to the public. He didn't feel comfortable lying to the public, and they found UFOs up there. So they're like that is a guy who went to the moon saying this, which is a yeah. totally another conspiracy for another podcast, but... To the idea that NASA's hiding something, I I kind of believe that. Yeah. Like the more I look into the evidence, and we'll talk about. I think we still have to talk about the Van Allen radiation belt and a bunch of other mm -hmm. things. The more I look into the evidence, the more I'm actually convinced we did go to the moon. But I still believe NASA's definitely hiding something, weird. and I wonder if NASA 
is helping hide that conspiracy by putting out a bunch of really bad information and conflicting information and getting everybody to focus on the moon landing and not what they found up there. I don't know. That's yep. like that's kind of where I'm leaning towards on this. I still think there's a conspiracy here. It's just that we had Japan uh, and a few other independent people actually prove that we went to the moon, which seems weird. Like if other countries sent up rovers and drones yeah. and things like that and took photographs kind of proving that the lunar module or whatever we left behind is still there. Like that kind of goes against the fact that it's just America hiding it. If other countries are agreeing with us. I think it's interesting that no one questioned this for a really long time. Right. And this is chalked up to the age of the internet, but I don't think in this case that that's, that really works because if anyone could possibly have cast out on it, Russia would have done it. Like the Cold War was such a big deal. And this was such a big win in the right. Cold War. That's was, that's that's always been my number one reason of not believing in the moon landing is I'm like, mm -hmm. wouldn't Russia have done like we work with Russia in a space station right now. It seems like Russia would have a vested interest to like really expose us. Yeah. If if even if we did it and they could find a hole that they could poke in it. Wouldn't they have poked that hole? Right. So to play devil's advocate again here, though, uh, Russia back in 1969, they could track the lunar modules and or the rockets going into outer space. But apparently, and I, I've been having a hard time corroborating this, just what I've heard in some documentaries and things like that, is that they couldn't track deep space. So they couldn't actually monitor the the rockets by radar and things like that all the way to the moon until 1972 which is conveniently when we stopped going to the moon. So like there is a little bit of interesting stuff there, <laughs> but apparently there was also a lot of other people that were tracking it. And there was like radio, uh, there was like radio groups where like bounce signals around and like follow it. And they were able to like know yeah. things that NASA didn't even want them to know at the time for some of these. So there's, uh, again, there's other people, Australia, uh, uh, Japan, and a few others who have kind of corroborated this, who might have a interest in not, playing ball with us so right yeah one thing that russia could do and east germany could also do and we knew that they did or at least nasa claimed that they we knew that they did is listen in on on everything on all the radio stuff so they could hear our astronauts they couldn't hear mission control for somehow but they could hear is it just because the radio waves coming from I, don't know. I think I think so. I think it had to do with the direction of things. But yeah, I mean, there were people spying on the entire mission, waiting and hoping for it to fail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Hatchie says it's an international space station, same as Antarctica airspace. That does raise a lot of questions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And again, those are those are episodes for uh, a future date because we can only cover so much about the moon right now without getting sidetracked into the fact that. Even during world wars, every country decides to come together and just be like cool with sharing Antarctica and keeping everybody out of it, <laughs> which is weird. Antarctica. I think I think we're supposed to talk about that before the end of the year. We do have something coming up in Antarctica, yeah, yeah for sure. So there's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. No so worries. I've, I've been seeing comments about Antarctica in the chat, and I'm like, I want to, I want to get into it, but we're gonna save it. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You brought up radiation from the Van Allen belt, and I think this comes into. The, the overarching theme where I think the, the biggest argument is it was impossible. We couldn't have done it. There's no way we could have done it because we did not have the technology. And one of the aspects of that is that the Van Allen belt is this 
radiation from the sun that's outside of our atmosphere that is argue, like is really really dangerous and the argument is like they could, our astronauts couldn't have survived going through it. Yeah, so some people have argued that if you went through the Van Allen belt they would just be cooked alive immediately and what NASA claims is that it was like basically the same as getting 10 x-rays at once. Um and yeah. also it would have taken like maybe days or weeks in order to kill someone from the radiation poisoning they went through it in about 4 hours is what I've read. Yeah, there's two layers to the Van Allen belt and in their trajectory they were able to skip entirely the the really bad layer yeah and then i heard they were only in it f for an hour see that again this is what's weird to me and i'm not again i'm not trying to like crap on what you're saying at all but i and it's it's one of those things where i'm finding different reports from different people yeah. and it's like yeah. some people said they went through in an hour some people say they went through in four some people say it was a hundred x-rays some people say it was 10 some people say it was one and it's it's really weird. You're getting conflicting information. And even from NASA, you're getting conflicting information on this. So I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying it's... So it's a little annoying. It's annoying that you can't get a straight answer, again, from the agency that every other government agency calls not a straight answer. That's what NASA stands for. So like, yeah. it does make sense. I'm just saying it's it's weird that, you know, that I feel like, again, if, if, if NASA's entirely honest, they're not helping their case. Yeah. And the other argument is that there's no way that the footage could have survived the radiation, which is, again, a fair point. It, it, yeah. So again, like counterbal counterbalance to this is they super insulated the cameras, what they say. So they had it in like a bunch of shielding and it was mounted on their chest. There's also things about the aperture that I've watched videos on where it's like they had click settings uh, they had like huge button built into it because normally like some people said they couldn't have clicked it with those big gauntlets, but you can mm -hmm. see the camera and they had this like giant button installed so they could actually press it with their finger. So there's like there's people have really delved into the camera side and kind of debunked yeah. a lot of the camera stuff. Yeah. In a way that I think is fair. But yeah, like the film itself would not have survived space. It wouldn't have survived the radiation. But if mm -hmm. it was in like the shielding, they say it was. That's kind of the argument there, I think. Yeah. One, uh, I think, more compelling argument I heard about the Van Allen belt was just that when they went through it, you don't hear uh, mission control asking the astronauts how they're feeling. Like you would kind of expect. Right. It'd be like, uh, OK, you've just come through this place with a lot of radiation. We were pretty sure it was going to be OK. But like, how you guys doing? And you don't you don't see that. That is, to me, a pretty interesting point, because everybody at NASA knew that this was a risk. Apparently the astronauts knew that they were going to, you know, they're hoping that going through the Van Allen belt doesn't kill them, but they didn't know. So, yeah. and if an aluminum, aluminum over top of it. And that's not a lot of shielding from radiation. So it is weird that they go through it and the NASA's just like, are you alive? Like, is are you feeling? Are you throwing up your guts right now? Like, what's going on? And none of that was asked. Yeah, and my only wondering is like, they knew that they the spies were listening in, and maybe maybe the directive was like, if you're feeling sick, you sure as heck don't show it. Are we we'll still? Talk about are we still streaming? Back. Oh no. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, uh, well, we are recording. So for, for audio listeners, if, uh,
I think we'll keep going. It says we're it says it reconnected. So okay. I apologize to people watching right now. Something something uh, on my computer said that OBS dropped, and then a few people in the comments said that we we're okay. Says we're back. So okay. uh, I apologize, but let's let's keep going. Well, that was interesting. So now it feels like a great moment to talk about YouTube censorship. Because <laughs> this is one thing. When I was looking into it, I was like, one of the things that's going to be interesting is, is this being buried by YouTube or is it not? <clears throat> and I definitely found it was easier to find stuff than when I went looking for adrenochrome, when I went looking for some of these other things that we've covered that we really, really, you know, serious stuff that we we think is true. Um, but they do seem to be suppressing it to an extent. Um, they do put the Encyclopedia Britannica context note on some of the videos. Right. Um, they, I've, I saw that context note even on some videos where I wouldn't have thought it was needed because the video wasn't even like talking about the hoax and they just put the context note on there anyway. So that was weird. But one thing that we've talked about is that it's just harder to find information in general. Like, even when you're not searching for something particularly political, it seems difficult to ask the internet a question and get a straight answer these days. It's it's entirely true. And one of the things I've noticed, because I did a, a different conspiracy podcast a few years ago, and I still got a lot of my notes from that stuff. And sometimes we'll use stuff that I've saved and notes that I've, I've compiled over the years. Some of those links will be dead that I saved in the notes. And then also researching the topics again, I'm finding it much harder now than it was a few years ago. Um, and I found some interesting ways around it. What, this is going to sound weird, guys, but I found that Facebook and YouTube are like, YouTube has updated their algorithm into a way that if you if you search moon landing hoax, they'll give you a review on a blender. Like it makes no <laughs> sense at all. Google has become almost completely worthless in researching what you want to find. They're just going to push what they want you to see. So researching this actually was a lot harder now than it was back in the day. But I found that Facebook is like still kind of just like you can search the title of something and find it. So I've as much as I like literally never use Facebook, I've been using Facebook to find certain things for this podcast that I never thought I would because I it's like I know like that clip I played for you guys earlier. I had to go to I had to search through like three or four different search engines through YouTube, through different sites. And then I finally just went to Facebook and typed in, you know, NASA scientist says that they lost the data and it came right up. So it's, it's really weird. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting stuff. <clears throat> I I think it's just well, a think, censorship overall, though, of conspiracy. Yeah. I think they just want you to have, like, the approved information. Because you can't even find, like, hey, what are the people saying about the moon landing hoax? Like, right. you, you can't even find that. You can't even find, like, the we debunked it. I mean, you can, but it's harder. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the chances of us making it to the moon were really, really low and then after we allegedly did it, Apollo 13 happened where everything that could go wrong went wrong and they barely got people back alive like and I don't I, what do what do the conspiracy theorists about the moon landing say about Apollo 13 I don't know I, I mean here's what's weird about the moon landing to me sorry it's just this this makes me think of it when we talk about the moon landing, we're always talking about Apollo 11, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I feel like a lot of the moon landing conspiracy stuff kind of ignores when we talk about the Van, Van Allen radiation belt. We specifically just talk about Apollo 11, but we yeah. don't talk about the fact that there was other moon landing or moon. There was other missions that went and circled the moon with people in it before this. Right. 
So I, I, I like that is another one to me where it's like it wasn't actually the first time. According and again, this is just like, if you believe Van NASA, yeah. right? So there was there was missions that circled the moon before Apollo eleven. There's there's missions that have gone to the moon after Apollo eleven. So every time we're talking about faked footage, we're talking about faked pictures, we're talking about all this stuff. We're always talking about just the one time. But there was six. There was five other times we've been on the moon with pictures with video. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, other countries are starting to monitor it more now. So it feels a little dishonest to me sometimes when we're talking about the moon landing stuff to just look at it through the eyes of the one mission and then forget right. everything that went before and after it. I do admit that it's super strange. We haven't gone outside of the Van Allen belt since then and that we haven't been back to the moon. They were talking about wanting to build a moon base and use that as a, pl- a platform to launch stuff to Mars. I think that could come back to just the government funding, the government bureaucracy being right. crap, but I don't know. Well, because it was a war and so they were able to get war funding and they were able to, you know, they had this strong reason to do this incredibly hard thing and take all of this incredible risk Yeah, to get people there. And then we had a couple more years where I think the funding was just locked in for those years, right? right. And then you get through the crapshoot that was Apollo 13 and then you get through the Challenger explosion. And and that's where I think the public just lost its courage. Like you could argue that, that the reason we lost our technology is that we lost our courage. That space was really hard and, and we didn't want to keep risking it with taxpayer dollars. I also think that we lost interest because some mm-hmm. of the reports I saw was that once they got to the Apollo whatever, I don't remember the last, 17, I think was the last one to go to the moon. Once they got to Apollo 17, people were calling their news station or their their broadcasting stations, like they're calling NBC and saying, hey, cool that you're showing the moon again, but you're interrupting I Love Lucy. Like, so I think yeah. the public lost interest. I think the whole point of going to the moon was to outspend the Russians and to yeah. win the Cold War by outspending them. And that's basically what happened. So I, I, I'm not even sure... That I'm not. I'm not even sure that it was just like public interest, government interest, funding, taxpayer dollars. Like I could believe yeah. that side of it. I still think that there's a lot of fishy stuff. Obviously, I, I do wonder what NASA's hiding and why they're lying about certain things and why the the astronauts seem to have conflicting ideas about things. And you know, Edgar Mitchell's an interesting case. Maybe he's just a nut job. I don't know. That's a whole future episode. But yeah. There's so much there's so much weird stuff here. I don't blame anybody for not believing it, but also I, like the more I look into it, the more I see things, the more I'm like, it kind of makes sense though. Yeah. I think the last thing I want to say before we go over to Rumble is that generally with conspiracy theories, I find that the there's one one thing is easier to believe than the other thing. And usually the established narrative is the easier thing to believe. And then it takes more work to believe the conspiracy theory that the natural human inclination is to believe the established story. And I find in this one, it's, it's the opposite that it seems like the human bent here is to not believe that we did something as crazy as walk on the moon because it's, it's a wild story. It it's, is. it's almost a conspiracy theory in and of itself. Like, right. Um, it's it's like nine eleven. <clears throat> like whatever you believe, it's kind of it's it's wild. Yeah. I also want to say this too is like I know that some people listen to this and they'll probably be disappointed that we're not like full on that we believe the moon landing was a hoax. But I don't think we would be good at our at what we're doing if we just came out here and we're like every conspiracy theory that's out there we're going to believe it we're going to push it we're we're being as honest with you as we can in every single episode. We'll say some stuff. We'll bring up what other people are saying. We'll give our opinions. 
We're trying to give the facts of both sides, obviously, a lot of the times. But if we came out here and just told you that everything that everybody says is a conspiracy we 100% believed in, then I don't know why you would even want to listen to this, you know, but that's just uh, <laughs> Katie said she's not mad. She's just disappointed. So, again, well, I don't blame anybody for believing it's a hoax. There's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Join us on Rumble to hear Abby say, oh, yeah, I totally believe we met aliens and that's what everyone's trying to cover up. Yeah. So if you guys if you guys want to hear that, head over to Rumble. Also, don't forget to support our wonderful sponsor, North Arrow Coffee. Go to northarrowcoffee.co uh, to get a bag of pro-life coffee and you can use code pj10 or abby10 to get 10 percent off your order uh i just want to throw that out there thank you guys so much we will meet you over on rumble and uh we will see you guys next week if uh if not so see you over there on rumble